again. Welcome, everyone, to another Hello episode again. of our On The Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark, with a C right here. And uh, I just and this is our 124, 124 show. Kanahara. <laughs> Consecutively, too. Consecutively, That's- right. I always like to hear that uh, out of your mouth there, uh, Larry. So how is everyone today? Hmm. We are all doing good. good. How are you, Mark? How you doing? Hey, Mark. Doing? I, I'm doing good. You know, we like I say every day is a different doctor. You're right. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. Is every day another doctor? Hey, sometimes two in one day, a double header. Amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, you go, yeah. you, you know. Yeah. But you don't want a triple header. Medicare and the secondary, oh. and they, now they're sending you bills for the copays, right? You guys been getting the copays on the Medicare? Yeah. But they yeah. better not change that coverage, though. That'll be a pain in the neck. What's that? They better not change the coverage. The, uh, our boy Mulgrew, he might screw us. Not just all the uh, the union heads together. Yeah, yeah. See what happens. See what happens down the line. Anyway, why don't we get to uh, have a lot of stuff today uh, to go over. I want to start with Gerald's numbers report. Sponsored by Baseballs. All right. And uh, why don't you take it away, uh, Gerald? Okay. Today I'm going to review the 1970 MLB season. I'll start out with the key awards and statistics by league. National League first. American League second. MVP. National League. Johnny Bench. 45 homers. 148 RBIs. 293 batting average. Wow. Boot Powell, 35 home runs, 114 RBIs, 297. Rookie of the year, National League, Carl Morton. And the American League, Mike's favorite, Thurman Munson. Ah. Cy Young, National League, Bob Gibson. American League, Jim Perry. Key statistical leaders, American League, uh, National League first, American League second. Batting average, National League, Rico Cardi, 366. American League, Alex Johnson and Tony Oliva each batted 329. Home runs, National League, Johnny Bench, 45. American League, Frank Howard, 44. RBIs, National League, Johnny Bench, 148. Big Frank Howard, 126 strikeouts. The great, great Tom Seaver, 283. And sudden Sam McDowell, 304. ERA, Tom Seaver, 2.82. Diego Segui, 2.56. And wins, National League, Bob Gibson and Gaylord Perry, each at 23. And in the, uh, the American League, 2.56, 2.56, Diego Segui, Mike Cuellar, Dave McNally, and Jim Perry, each at 24. In the World Series, Baltimore defeated the Reds 4-1. to Brooks Robinson was the MVP, hitting 429. He broke the record for total bases in five games series with 17. Uh, there were some Hall of Fame players. Uh, Play, uh, involving each league, each, each team, but I'm not going to mention them uh, for brevity's sake. 
Uh, this was the last World Series where the games were played in the daytime. Oh, that's interesting. That's when they changed wow. that and year. The current flood okay. filed a civil lawsuit against MLB challenging the contract reserve clause. The current <clears throat> contended the rule violated federal antitrust laws. The suit was thrown out of court, but the judge recommended changes in the reserve system be negotiated between players and owners. Oriole Frank Robinson on 626 had grand slams in consecutive games. Each time, McNally was on third, Buford on second, and Blair on first. I wonder what the odds are of that happening. On 422, Tom Seaver strikes out 19 Padres, including the last 10 in succession. Hank Aaron became the first MLB player to have 3,000 or more hits and 500 or more home runs. I just want to expound a little bit on Hank Aaron. Absolutely fascinating. Hank Aaron in an interview was asked why he did not choose football as a career as Hank was a very good baseball and football player. Hank quipped, the football players get hurt and I did not want to get hurt. That's true. I read two scouting reports, 1952, regarding Hank Aaron. Both of the reports were very favorable toward him. One of the scouts, Billy Southworth, who became a Hall of Fame manager, felt that Aaron's power was, was not great. It was okay. Now, having said that, a couple of interesting facts. Henry Aaron did not go to high school. So accordingly, according wow. to scouting reports that I read in 1952, he had, a, he had very little baseball experience except for the Sandlots and three months with the Indianapolis Clowns of the Negro Leagues. Two scouts thought very favorably of his skills, such as hitting, running, fielding, but Southworth is the one who, who thought that his power was only fair. When he joined the Clowns, he hit cross-handed. Now, back in the day, we used to think hitting cross-handed, you break your wrist, which is not true. But his uh, he batted right-handed, and his left hand was on top when gripping the bat. That was changed so that he'd be more of an effective home run hitter. He was rated very highly by Billy Southward, who was all for men. Henry was almost a giant, but the Braves offered him $50 a month more than the Giants. Imagine if he was a Giant roaming, yes, roaming wow. the outfield with Willie Mays. And they were on Aaron the All-Star They were in All-Star games uh, 22 times. Uh, Billy said that in four or five years, he would be in the big leagues at, at, in 1952, but he actually joined the parent club as a shortstop. He was converted to... A, an outfield that when Bobby Thompson broke his ankle. And uh, that's my report on, on, on uh, okay. 1970 and Henry Aaron. I think the Henry Aaron things that I cited was kind of interesting. He also played second base. Did he? he did play second base. You're yeah, right. I remember that too. A couple of things I want to bring up what you just uh, talked about, and maybe someone else wants to comment on it too. You brought up Alex Johnson winning a batting championship. Did that, you said Alex Johnson? Yeah, he did. Uh, Alex Johnson and Tony Oliva tied, I believe. Yeah, well, I remember Tony Oliva, but Alex Johnson, he became a Yankee at one point too. 
Yeah. And he was a uh, a big shot uh, on a couple of other teams, but never stayed with a team more than a couple of years. It was moved, he always moved on. But that was his big claim to fame, winning the batting championship that year. What was 1970? But didn't he get into a fight with somebody on the Yankees? I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah. Anybody? Was, that was another player, Mike, I think. No, I, I think, I think, Mike, Michael, I think you're thinking of Cliff Johnson and Goose Gossage. Uh, oh, and, and Cliff Johnson was shipped to, to Cleveland, Fred, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. With the, him and Gossage, and Gossage was out for a couple of months or something. Because right, of right, right, yeah. I forget what and year then, that was, but it was yeah. maybe around that time. And you mentioned uh, Brooks Robinson. You know, in our mind, we, we picture Brooks Robinson, how well he played third base and how well he hit, et cetera, et cetera, and how the, the success of the Orioles. Yeah. They, they had a picture of him recently. He's 85 years old. Right. And, and if you guys seen this picture, it was on Facebook or one of the uh, sites. He is an old, shriveled up man now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So selfless and dead good. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But that, that, that's a surprise you let that picture <laughs> uh, be released, Stephen. Yeah, you know, talk about the athletes in those days. Reggie Jackson. Is like an old shriveled up old man also. I and he know. stands next to all of these guys now. He's like a yeah. midget. I know. Yeah. It's just yeah. terrible. The the aging process just yes. sucks. Really. Well, yeah. the athletes yeah. in those days were like half the size of today's athletes. I know. And I wonder, you, you mentioned also uh, a team called, the Negro team called the Clowns, right? Indianapolis Clowns. Now, I wonder if it was a, like a white Jewish person or a white non-Jewish person, but a white person who made the name the Clowns for those Negro people. I wonder. Think about could that. Could be. I could look it up. Yeah. I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Gerald, did Hank Aaron hit any home runs with the Clowns? Because weren't they going to add the records to the, to the Negro Leagues to, the, you know, to, to, to their stats in, 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 in regular Major League Baseball? Fred, it's a great question. I don't know the answer. I could research it. I don't know. Okay. Steven, you want to say something? Yeah. Oh, Steven. Oh, okay. Uh, I did a couple of times. He was not a particularly large built person. Yeah. Very slim. Aaron? Uh, Hank Aaron? His, 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 what? his 170. Soaking wet. Uh, uh, on his wrist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He never got, I guess, because he didn't play in the big markets. Uh, he never got the, uh, the publicity that 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 Mays right, right. and Mano and and, and uh, got. Uh, uh, right. I don't think he led the league in home runs ever, or maybe he did. We never hit fifty. Never hit. Never 50. hit fifty. Uh, this never hit fifty. 50. Yeah. One thing people you know, mind you, Babe Ruth hit seven hundred and fourteen home runs, but for several years before that, he was the top pitcher. It had had he been an outfielder for those five for those extra five years, he might have hit another one hundred and fifty or two hundred. Yeah, he might right. have hit close to nine hundred home runs. Yeah, that's right. right yeah, you're right. Surprised if they were up the count in those days. I don't know, uh, Gerald. <laughs> Uh, Hank Aaron and Daniel Vogelback had something in common when they, uh, regarding their playing uh, uh, stature. Daniel Vogelback is about six feet tall. 
And Hank Aaron was six feet tall and weighed 180. I guess the difference is about 120 pounds or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should lose the weight. All right, let's move on. Thank you for that report. On, on 1970, Fred, you want to add before we yeah, move on? I just want a funny story if you guys are aware it is. You know, Babe Ruth, seven, seven or 14 home runs. Remember the old TV show Dragnet with Jack Webb? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. You know, he was a huge it's baseball fan. That's why his badge number was 714. Oh, oh my God! Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I that. I heard that, Fred. It's interesting. Thank you for that. That's very good trivia. <laughs> Next week, 1971. We'll talk about right. Next week, Gerald, 1970. Yes. All right. Why don't we move on? Yeah. Just yeah. wanted to mention, Fred, Germain, to what you just said. The X Files. Do you remember the character Scully? No, I never watched the show. Well, yeah. there was a character named Scully. And that was inspired by the name yes. Vince Scully. Oh, the, I had the, a feeling that would be the case. Yeah. I didn't know that. Very yeah, interesting, Gerald. Interesting. Yeah, it is. And his hat size was seven and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Milton. You're there with your name, name that tune sponsored this week by Cat Gut. Okay. July 1970. This artist had some solo hits but performed this big hit as part of a group. You probably will know it, but here we go. Just listen and enjoy it. Tony Orlando and Dawn, Candida. Great song. Yes, yes. Tony, I can't remember his name. Orlando. 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 That was their first hit. Yeah, he also had knocked three times. Remember that? Yeah. That was the biggest hit I think. Only, only if you want me. You love but you. This is the name of a girl, Candida. A Spanish girl. Spanish girl. That's what it is. I know you like this song, Mark. All right. All right. Well, Tony Orlando had a big hit in the early 60s. And he went up the name of that song, a big top 10 hit. Who? So Tony Orlando had a big top 10 hit in the um, 1963-64. It was called Bless You. Never heard of it. Bless you. Put, yeah, look it up. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Hey. All right, a couple of comments. Hey, by Michael. the way, you know, you know it was a big hit? something to uh, Milton. Jermaine's yeah. what Milton was saying, right? So way back in the day, we used to drive home from Colorado. We took Route 40, and we went to Branson, Missouri, and Tony Orlando had a, uh, a playhouse there where he performed, and we saw him entertain. He was very good. Then when it was over, he sat with us and my family, and you know we reminisced, and I wanted to get outside to my car and get my camera so we could take a picture with everybody. So I started running out, mm -hmm. and there was a security guard locking the door because uh, he didn't want anybody to come in. He wanted everybody to go home. So I said, look, I got to go outside and get my camera so I can take a picture with Tony Orlando. So he said, all right, but I'm locking the door. So I said to him, well, how do I get back? He says, knock three times. Right. <laughs> you, you know, I almost played you the song Venus from 1970, but I don't think you'd know who sang that. But Shocking they, Blue. Shocking Blue. You're right. Blue. Hey, wait, they played that when Venus won their first U.S. Open. <clears throat> And she won. They were playing that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I was going to play that. Like, that was like a few months know, earlier. That, in the that, spring. Was their first, that was their first Hey, hit. nobody knows Shocking Blue. How'd you know that? Because they're a one-hit wonder. One, they had another one. They had another hit. But when that song came out, you know, I'm listening to the radio, and they say, there's a song called Venus. I said, is that penis? What they say? Penis? Well, that's what I thought with the older Frankie Avalon Venus when I was five years old. That's right. They were saying. <laughs> All right, Gerald, you had the hand there a long time. What's up? T Tony Orlando has a radio program on Saturday night on WABC in New York oh, on Old Rock and Roll. Yes, right after right. Cousin Brucey at 10 o'clock. That's he right. Going after Cousin Brucey, Jerry. That's right. Yes, right. yes, yes. So he's still around. Yes. And he still probably still has the mustache, big dog mm -hmm. mustache, and but he gained quite a few pounds if you haven't seen oh, him in a while. Okay. Um, okay. Thank you, uh, Milton, for 1970 mm -hmm. again on the on the songs here. Okay, let's go on to a couple of uh, lots of sports stuff. I found yeah. a couple of beep beeps uh, this week. Uh, unusual names, of course. The Mets have a pitcher. They brought him up, and right away he's on the uh, injured list. Yeah. Bryce Montez de Oca. O C A. Bryce Montez de Oca. And I don't know, I know Spanish, but I don't know what Oca means. That means something. I've never seen that word before. But he's a Mets pitcher. I don't know if he'll ever come back up again, but he did make the, he did pitch a couple of times. And the Orioles have a pitcher. Now follow me on this one. The Orioles have a pitcher. His name is Yenny Cano. Robinson's son. Wow. Uh, no, oh, nice. really? This guy is a Cuban and, and Robinson's a Dominican. This guy is only this guy's 28 years old. Robinson is 39. So well, was he 10 when he had Yenny? Yeah, no. yeah. Just the same last <laughs> name. If you follow along that one. Okay. Let us let us go on. This past crazy week <clears throat> in sports. Remember, I, I dubbed that last week, that actual yeah. The past crazy week in sports, a couple since last Saturday, uh, highlights on what happened in sport. Well, in 1974, uh, on September 10th, which was last Saturday, uh, Lou Brock stole his 105th base and passed Maury Wills's 104. Remember that 104 number? Wow, yeah. Maury, Maury stole 104 when he passed Ty Cobbs. I think it was. 92 at the time. 96. 96. 96. Okay. So, uh, but Lou stole this 150 pass Maury in 1974. Okay. Let's see what else happened. Oh, on September 11th, back in, 19, in 1912. Who's got some background noise there? I hope some keep it. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies second baseman Eddie Collins stole six bases in one game. Mm, wow. just stealing six in one game. 1923, <laughs> going back again on September 11th, uh, after a single, Red Sox pitcher Howard Emke, never heard of him before, he retired the next 27 batters. So. Doesn't get credit for a no-hitter because he gave up a single right away, but retired 27. Let's see. In, in 1928, also on 9-11, Ty Cobb's last at-bat in the major leagues. What did he do? Feel the base. He popped up. 
Okay. <laughs> Let's see. How about this one? 1936, also on September 11th. A's pitcher Horace Lizenby gave up 26 hits in one game. Pitched a complete game. Pitched a complete <laughs> game, gave up 26 hits. Which means I uh, had a rubber arm and they weren't yeah. going to, maybe there was no bullpen back in the, <laughs> 1959. Remember Elroy Face, Roy Face? Sure. Well, yes. Yes. Pitcher, great pitcher. 18, and 18, one. 18 and 1. I think he was 19 and 1. 18 and 1. But his 22 game winning streak, because he had other wins from the previous season, finally came to end on September 11th, 1959. 1966, the Yankees, I couldn't find this guy in any reference. The Yankees had a, um, uh, a guy they brought up in September named Johnny Miller. 66. Becomes the first Yankee to homer in his very first at-bat. He didn't stay along with the Yankees. Yeah. They got rid of him. They won another team. He hit his second home run in his last at-bat in 1969. So he in and out for three years. He homered the first time he was up. His last time up, he also hit a homer. Johnny Miller. Any you guys ever hear of him? Wasn't there a golfer named John Miller? Yeah, same name. Johnny Miller. I mean, I try to look up to get a baseball card or something on him. Also, ex deputy police commissioner John Miller. Right. I have no reference on John Miller. How about this one? a sports board broadcaster. Oh, yeah, right. John Miller. Channel 4. Different guy. Different guy. 1976, Minnie Minoso makes the news because in 1976, he comes to bat for the, with the White Sox after not playing for 12 years. And he played in four decades. Yeah. He played four decades, yeah. right. And uh, in, in, on Monday the 12th, September 12th, but in 1962, this fellow named Tom Cheney of the Washington yeah. Senators yeah. strikes out 21 Orioles. In 16 a 16-inning game. 16 innings. Wow. Yeah, I remember that, too. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And then he got a sore arm, right? Yeah. <laughs> you hear too much about him. How about this right. one? Uh, I think this could be a record, too. In 2008, on that same day in the 12, the Marlins, 2008, they had four infielders with at least 25 home runs. Can you guys yeah. name any one of the four? Guys who had 25 more homers. Longoria? Evan oh. Longoria? Yeah. He played for Tampa Bay. Um, Dan, Dan Ugla? Ugla? Dan Ugla is one. He had 30. I the shortstop you should get, because he was around, did pretty good. Hanley Ramirez. Oh. He had 29. Uh, a guy you don't hear too much about, Jorge Cantu had 25. Ramirez. And Mike Jacobs. Was he a Met? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yes, he, he had a he, he at 32. <laughs> Jacob, yeah, I, I think they hit a home run in his first at bat. His, his name uh, came up recently. Yeah, oh, really? yeah. I, I think when Brent, Brent Beatty hit his home run on, this, yeah. on his first major league at bat, I think he joined Jacobs, was among the other guys who did it. Maybe, maybe on Tuesday, the 13th, right? Labor this, this is a really good thing. 1883, <laughs> a guy named you daily. He had one arm, but he threw a no-hitter. Wow. <laughs> For Cleveland, they, called, uh, they were called Forest City back in those days. But there's a part of it was really Cleveland. 
In, in 1902, on September 13th, the Cubs infield of Tinker, Evers, and Chance, hmm. Joe Tinker, Johnny Evers, and Frank Chance, appeared Tinkers for the very, very first time. For the first time. 1902. We still talk about him. Yep. Uh, in 1909, Ty Cobb, who retired a different day, Ooh. but this is a different year, he wins <laughs> the America League Home Run Championship in 1909 by hitting nine, and they were all inside the parkers. Mm. Wow. I wonder if in those days, did they have fences? Or the fences so far back? They had, uh, in Cobb hit his, uh, a lot of times, I think it was Nevin Field in Detroit. Yeah. And uh, there was no <laughs> fence. If it went into the, uh, to the bleachers where the fans were sitting, it was a home run, even on a bounce. Good. It just rolls in there to home run. They call it inside the park home run, I guess. Yeah, I think it's called Nevin Field. Nevin Field. In 1938, I never heard this guy's name unless he was on, on Bonanza. Alexander Cartwright. <laughs> <laughs> he was an inventor. And he supposedly was, well, he, he invented baseball. He invented awesome. modern baseball. Alex, I never heard this name before. Yeah. Alexander Cartwright. He was in 38, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Any of you guys ever hear of him before? Yes. I think he invented the power loom also. Yeah. I never heard of him. I mean, he invented yeah. something with the textile industry. I think it was the power loom. <laughs> mm -hmm. 1970, they had the, uh, the first marathon. Anyone remember the guy who won it? <laughs> what, New York, New York Marathon? Who cares? New York City Marathon. In two, two, Somebody two hours and 31 Somebody minutes. Somebody from 10 change. years. Gary, Gary uh, Mulkey. 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 I, don't that name. Oh, I never heard of that name. He's from Long it? Island. He lives in Huntington, actually. Really? So, so he's still around. They interviewed him like a couple of weeks ago when, or maybe it was whenever the big anniversary of the New York one was. And yeah, he's still around. I think he was, they made him an honorary starter even or something. Yeah. But yeah, he's still around. Still around. And, okay, very nice. But I guess he won once and that was it. I think mm -hmm. the marathon was different back in 1970. I don't right. They only ran around Central Park. Right. They didn't do the five boroughs. I forgot what year they started. No, I don't think so. Five boroughs. After that, okay, and then we had in 1974 the Phillies set a National League record. The Phillies, remember, it's September, you ought to bring players up. They used 27 players in one game. <laughs> wow, they played the Cardinals, the Cardinals used 24 players. <laughs> so, the combined 51 was a record. The game did go 17 innings, but. How about this one? We talked about Burt Blylevin last week, and, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame. 1986, yeah, yeah, he gave yeah. up 44 home runs. Oh. So that didn't get it. We knew he gave up a lot of home runs, but that's not why he's in the Hall of Fame. I yeah, guess he struck out the 3,000-plus, whatever. Yeah. You, you got to look. When did he give up the home runs? Did he, give, did he give up a lot of them when he was winning 8-0 and 6-0, you know, when it didn't matter? Let's see who he played. He played for the Twins. He played with the Pirates. He played for the Orioles? Did he play with anybody else? Did he play for the Angels? I'm not he sure about that. He played for the that. Orioles, right? Did he play for the Angels? I don't have his stats in front of me here. Let me look. But I don't remember him ever going to a series. Did he? Ever go to a World Series? Bert? Uh, oh. was, 
Was he on the 87 Twins? Don't know. We got to check. We got to check. The 91 Twins? I don't know when he retired. Yeah, right. Because the Twins right. were 87, 91. The twins he must have known someone and paid someone off. <laughs> anyway, 1995, the, the combination of Alan Trammell and Lou Whitaker recorded their 1915 straight game together. Wow. That's pretty cool. Uh, Trammell's in, Lou Whitaker. I think he should be in too. I don't yes. know what Trammell did to outshine Whitaker. I always thought Whitaker was a better hitter. But Whitaker gets no recognition and Trammell's in the Hall of Fame. Neither one of them should be in. Yeah, you're right. One yeah. of those players there. Gerald? Bly Levin was in two World Series. Oh, 1979 with the Pirates. Oh. 1987 with Minnesota. Okay. So he's been a couple of them. I'm going to just bypass and go right to what happened today. Because it was so much. I left so much out. Uh, here's a good one. September 15th, 1946. The Dodgers beat the Cubs 2-0 in five innings. The game had to be called due to Nats. Flying ah. <laughs> Nats which were affecting the players, the umpires, and the fans. The Yankees, uh, remember the uh, Jabba Chamber- Chamberlain? What was yes. those? Yeah. The yeah. yeah. What were those clubs? In Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. what were they called? Mites? Welcome. Midges, right. Mark. Midges. Mid- midges. 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 That's right. Midges. That's right. Very right. Good. Joe Torrey didn't take his team off the field. Should have done it's that. Should have done that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They had precedent here in 1946. They called the game. In 63, on this, in 1963, all three Alou brothers. Remember that time they all played in the same yeah. outfield? Yes. Outfield? Yeah, right. And this is also the anniversary of Steve Carlton striking out 19 Mets, but losing 4-3 to three because Ron Svoboda hit two, two, two run home runs. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all I had as far as these. A couple more things on this, on this day. But I'm going to go. Michael, we'll go up to you. Michael's Yankees and Jets rant. And you're sponsored by. Opening game. Paper mache. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good. I wanted to make note of all of the years I've been a Yankee fan. I probably go back to uh, remember 1955. I've never seen a season filled with so many anomalies. <laughs> Stretch of time during the course of this season that I thought that the Yankees were the greatest team in the history of their franchise and maybe in the history of the sport. And then right around the time they decided to make a trade and they ended up with uh, trading Montgomery and they got Montaz and they traded uh, Joey Gallo and they started losing like you would not want to believe and they went from the best team I've ever seen to just about the worst team in baseball. And they had a horrible, horrible record for a stretch of time. And they maybe instead of averaging like uh, six, seven, eight, ten home runs, uh, runs, they're averaging one or two. And they're, they're getting shot out left and right. And then they had a two-game series with the Mets. And they won both games against the Mets. And you would think their, their terrible streak was over, but they started to lose again. And then what happened was last weekend, I had a three-game series with the Rays. And the first game, the Rays looked so smug. They, they had such a swagger you would not want to believe. And the Rays won that game. 
And prior to that game, everybody was saying that the Rays sweep this the series. They're going to be tied with the Yankees. And if there's a tiebreaker, the Rays would beat the Yankees in the tiebreaker. And everything would look like it was falling apart. And the Yankees win the next two by a lot of runs, by a wide margin. And almost as if a switch got turned off, t- turned on. And the Yankees are back almost to what they once were. And as of now, as we speak, they have a decent rotation. They have a decent lineup. They have one player, this guy Cabrera, who is playing in the outfield for the first time. You haven't seen a better outfielder. He throws people out left and right. And if you were ever worrying about the Yankees not making the playoffs, those worries are gone. The next time you're going to have to worry about the Yankees are going to be in October. And we'll have to see what they do about Houston. So the Yankees are doing very much better. And when you think of the lineup, Judge is Judge. And I think that he, he's not hitting as many home runs recently, I think because he's trying to also vie for the Triple Crown. Stanton, I do not know. I've never seen a, a worse hitter in a lineup who is batting second or third instead of batting ninth. He should be. He's an automatic out on the Yankees. And another anomaly is one of the worst hitters on the Yankees for a good part of the season, Gleyber Torres. We can't get him out all of a sudden. Yeah. What the hell? What? What? Who, who showed Gleyber Torres what he could do? And, and it's unbelievable about Gleyber Torres. And we have a very, very optimistic season from now until – playoff time then we should see what they should do hopefully uh uh cole is not going to give up too many home runs but we have ourselves a nice rotation it looks like germain is going out of the rotation to be replaced by severino so everything seems to be lined up now those are my yankees a quick note about the jets i've seen coaches before and when coaches lose their reputation there's nothing like it the first one i've experienced was ali sherman where they're serenading him in uh, on, on the Yankee Stadium, goodbye, Alley. I've seen the guy who played, uh, who was his, his name, uh, Gaze. They made fun of his eyeballs. And the Jets are on the cusp of that happening to Robert Salah because he's having difficulty. The worst thing you could ever do in anything is not have a relationship with the press. And he's sort of like, uh, yep. he's having problems with the press. And I feel that if uh, the Jets lose, as horribly as they did last week, the press is really going to jump on Salah. And the other problem with the Jets are really bothering me. I have it in my DVR. The last game the Jets played in the last two years that was well quarterbacked was when Mike, Mike White was the quarterback for uh, the Jets against Cincinnati, who were the runners-up in the Super Bowl. And Mike White looked wonderful. And the following game, Mike White started and he got hurt. And that was the last time the Jets had a decent-looking quarterback. So this is where the Jets are. The Jets are on – and also all these good players that they got in the draft, the Jets are on the cusp of either going one way or the other. And if they lose this Sunday, you watch what the press is going to do with Salah and the Jets. And that's my report for today. You know, Michael, you know what I heard – I heard that Aaron Hicks is being traded to the Jets. That will solve their problem. (laughs) And the Yankee problem. You know what? Take care of both things. with One trade and the Jets are going to pay his salary for the next five years. Joe, you want to comment? Yeah, I want to know why the hell he's going with Flacco again. Thank you. Thank you. Why? 
Good question. We discussed and it. Flacco, Flacco, no more money. Flacco, he, he threw fifty-nine times last last yeah. Sunday. I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch the game. It Didn't was so it. awful. Well, you know what? One of the rumors is this. This is this sounds crazy and off the cuff. You know, off the charts. Who's to say that Mike White is better than Zach Wilson? Yeah, I heard to, that too. And they don't want to reveal that. That's insane. Yeah. Another thing. Right. That's yeah. insane. I mean, that's, that's the reason why they're doing that. I think that's that's absolutely general manager got to be fired. Then that's true. That's absolutely that's absolutely insane. That's the only reason for that. I think uh, there is no reason. There's no reason to play Flacco. They're going nowhere with him. Yeah. Was that way last year also when Zach Wilson got hurt? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Roof of the it makes no sense. Well, I think if, if if he stinks the place out this week, Flacco. Maybe they'll put. Oh, they're playing. They're playing the. Um, they're playing the Browns this week. They play the Browns this week. But, but the thing is, ne- next week after that, <laughs> yeah. they're playing the Bengals. So don't you think if Flacco doesn't have a good game with, with White's history of how he did against the Bengals? The, the smart thing would be to would be to play him. Use the same game plan and see what happens. I got two words. Yeah. Geno Smith. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, explain Gino that Smith. one. He was 17. He was 17 for his first 18, by the way. Yeah. What, 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 about, what about hot seat? Of <laughs> what about the guy in Denver? With the terrible it game. Took a, it took him eight years and a dozen teams or so. Yeah. <laughs> one game. I have his t shirt. I know. I know. One game. Yeah. Hey, Gerald. Mike, don't cry about losing Gallo. Here's a little update. With the Dodgers, he's been up 81 times, five home runs, 15 RBIs, 38 strikeouts, 173 <laughs> batting average. So he's maintaining Jerry, his batting average. that's the anomaly of the whole thing. When he played for the Yankees, he did similar, and the Yankees had the best team of all of baseball. Now the best team in baseball are the Dodgers, and he's in there striking out every time. Mm-hmm. That, it's, it's a coincidence, Mike. Not because luck. of him. He it's won't be on the team next year. Don't worry about that. No, he won't. And I wonder yeah. if he'll even make the uh, the postseason roster. Well, what, Chris Davis. What, what are the odds that you guys think Judge will stay? Hundred percent. Do you seventy really? percent? Yeah. I hope so. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think he's going to realize that. He's got a lot of opportunities playing in playing in New York, and yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, how many really suitors can can afford him? I mean, you know, you hear about, you hear well, about Fred, the guy. One of the if, reasons if Cohen, if Cohen wants to bid sixty million a year for Judge, what happens? Yeah, but there's a rumor out that Steve Cohen will not do it because he doesn't want to. He, he he doesn't want to go up against for the Yankees. He has he said he has a lot of respect for for Hal Steinbrenner. I don't okay. think he's even going to make him an offer. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a horrible optic if that happened. It really, it really wouldn't even look good. And I agree with Fred. I don't think it's going to happen. If it happens, it will be. You know, you know. And also, you guys don't realize, except if you're Yankee fans, where would baseball be without the Yankees? The Yankees are the team that has to be good. It has to be the team that has to be written about the most in the papers. The team that's the most popular in the rest of the major league world. Those are the Yankees. They have to be kept that way. Well, you, you, live in, you live in New York. But you oh, know what they're pretty about popular. The Yankees, the Yankees are the team that everybody team loves to hate. The Dodgers that are pretty good. The Dodgers teams. are pretty popular. The Dodgers are up there also. That's the yeah, same yeah. thing. The Dodgers have to be good. I think they're That's two right. or three wins shy of 100. Dodgers? Yeah, yeah they got 98. 98. 
They're almost 700 bull. A couple more comments, and we'll go on to you, Larry. Hold on. Uh, Gerald and Milton. Mike, the, the, the Yankees are a great, great team, and the reasons for next year, every team playing the other 29 teams, just get the Yankees in these small cities to help the gate, juice the gate up. There's no question. I respect that comment, Jerry. Except you didn't have that in Oakland. When they no. played in Oakland, the numbers weren't that good. Yeah, <laughs> they had to have true. promotions to bring the people in, like giving them stuff, giving them something. This going nice. I think that Judge has the same feelings as Jeter did when it came to negotiating about Jeter's contract. They were very harsh, hard feelings, which he finally acknowledged and shook his hand at the uh, ceremony when he went in the Hall of Fame. But Judge, too, I just think he, ha he does not have good feelings about Cashman and the owner, the way he was treated before the season. And um, he didn't want to go to arbitration and have to face the criticism that uh, they do at arbitration. Remember, it was the Yankee pitcher who played for the Mets then. What was his name? The big tall guy. Never. They pointed out every fault he had recently. Oh, uh, uh, Dylan Betances. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah, right. I, it's just possible that I, the judge could realize that it's, the owners are all about money. And uh, I hope he stays, really, for everybody's sake. But there are teams from his home, Northern California, that could interest him. And he said he's going to attend and see what everybody offers. But yeah. I hope that yeah. the Yankees would, will keep him. And, you know, uh, even Mantle had hard feelings. When, remember? They wanted to sure. cut his salary yeah. after he yeah. won the Triple Crown. Yep, because he didn't, didn't hit his... He didn't hit as many home runs the year after. Right, but there was no right, yep. but there was no free agency. Then. I know. Right. Right. Milton, you know, what you're saying though, it's a lot about money. And if Judge leaves the Yankees, especially in an acrimonious or an unceremonious way, the fans will stay away in droves. All right. So it's very, very important that the Mets sign Judge. Yeah, I agree. He also, he's also. He's also, you know, he has a beautiful swing to the opposite field, and he's got a short porch at Yankee Stadium. Right. You know? Yeah, he does. That's, that's right. All right. Let's move on. Uh, we're going to go to stories by Larry. And by the way, Larry, I, I dropped the from Fairfax, Virginia on your, on your title. You understand? It used Why to be not? stories by Larry from Fairfax, Virginia. I dropped the Fairfax, Virginia. It's now stories by Larry. And this <laughs> week you're sponsored by Poster Board. And what do you have this week for us? <laughs> My story this week is entitled MLB Player Managers. Mm. MLB had more than 200 player managers up until 1950. A team could save money by paying run-of-the-mill players little, if any, more for doubling up as managers. For example, we have the relatively unknown catcher, John Clapp, who doubled up as a manager for six teams between 1872 and 1883. Pitcher Patsy Vonovan for four teams between 1897 and 1907. 
and outfielder George Stovall for three teams between 1911 and 1915. <clears throat> but during the same early period, a, a bit more than 40 of the player managers involved popular eventual Hall of Famers to help boost team attendance. This included, of course, Detroit Tiger outfielder Ty Cobb <clears throat> from 1921 to 1926, second baseman Rogers Hornsby for five different teams between 1925 and 1937. Incidentally, the name Rogers does come from his uh, mother's maiden name, as Steve pointed out earlier. And Cleveland Indians shortstop Lou Burdo from 1942 to 1950. It is noteworthy that Burdo was the only player manager to win a World Series and MVP player award at the same time. The year he did all this was in 1948. Oh, Lou Later, between 1951 and 1986, there were just 14 MLB player managers. According to analysts, it was harder to double up as a manager then because the job of a manager became more complex. What with specialized bullpens, extensive scouting reports, increased media attention, and the advent of analytics. I forgot we were surprised. But some are able to meet these challenges. We have St. Louis Cardinals second baseman Eddie Stanky in 1952 and 53, Cleveland <laughs> Indians outfielder Frank Robinson in 1975 and 1976, and Cincinnati Reds first baseman Pete Rose from 1984 through 1986. <clears throat> Even more recently, some teams continue to consider hiring player managers. Reportedly, the Toronto Blue Jays considered infielder Paul Monitor, Monitor for this dual role in 1997. And in 2000, Cincinnati Reds shortstop Barry Larkin was approached to double up as a manager. But the idea was turned down by its general manager, Jim Bowden. That completes my story for this week. Yeah. Who's the last player manager for the Mets? Tori. Oh, Tori. Tori. Thank you. Tori was a player manager for the Mets? Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 Toward the end of his career. Yeah. I think um, Pete Rose was the last one in baseball. Huh? Was there anyone past, right. past Pete Rose? Anybody? I don't think I so. I think you're right, Mark, on I think that. Pete Rose was the last. And just think about that. Remember, remember when you guys were kids and you went to the park and two guys were choosing up the teams yeah. and, and, and you get picked and then the, the guy did the choosing starts giving the positions out. So there's yeah. your first, there's your first, uh, yeah, that's uh, like a player, a player manager. manager. Yeah. Right, right. So it worked. Yeah. You had a team, you know, yeah. I'll play short. Right, you right. guys, you play fur, you play third. Bro. All right, uh, Steven. I think I muted you while you were talking, Dick. You're muted. I'm muted. So I had to cut you off because I heard. Okay, up. right. Uh, I think Dave DeBusher was the uh, player manager for the White Sox. 
No, no, he was a playmaker no, of the Detroit no, I Pistons. I think the Detroit think Pistons, when he was 24, he was playing manager of the Pistons, not the White Sox. Yeah. Not the White Sox. Player coach. I think Don Kessinger was a player manager. But Kessinger, I think, we got to check the years on that one. I think that was before. <laughs> it was. I think it was in the 70s. Okay, there you go. I, I think it was. Okay. Uh, Stuart. Wasn't Ray Knight? No, I don't think I don't so. don't remember no. being a player manager. Me neither. That's sweet. No. Gerald? Lou Boudreau, for the majority of his uh, baseball career, was a play manager. Uh, the year before he won the World Series, Cleveland said to him, we don't want you to be ma play manager anymore. We want you to focus on being a player. And he said, I'll bring you a World Series next year. And he delivered. Huh. I remember that story. Yeah. Your last time. Yeah. And it's tough. It's tough being a it's tough being uh, the boss to your friends. If you first start off as your teammates, then they make you a manager. And that's a one that's one way of losing friends. It's like yeah. a teacher who's been teaching in the school for so many years. And you have all your your colleagues and they make you principal well, of the school. Yeah. Right. Right. It's a toughie. It's a tough one to a tough nut to crack. It's especially who tough died, now. Who died and made you king. You know, right. Like, yeah, like, right, right. It's tough now. Like Larry touched upon it, you know, with the media. Like I know from my son telling me he's got to be at the ballpark at like three o'clock because the manager talks before the game. Media is there. And then after That's the right. game, you got to talk. And then you yeah. got to man. You know, it's 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 not just doing the things in, in game and practice. It, it's a lot of stuff way before. Larry exactly. touched, exactly. touched yeah. upon that. Okay. Well, thanks for the story there. We, we look forward to those strange stories has there ever been a player coach in football player coach in football i know there yeah. is in basketball what was that movie that uh i need to have them do it that was it that burt reynolds was in the longest yard the longest yard he was the coach of his team uh, of the mean machine. I mean, I know basketball, Bill Russell, and a few. Yeah, but not yeah. not recently. Yeah, thanks. Okay, let's go on. Um, we didn't talk about the uh, the finals of the U.S. Open. Maybe should call week, him, we I talked a little bit about uh, um, about Serena, Serena and that match. Uh, was that last Friday? No, it was two Fridays ago, right? When she yeah, lost yeah. that match, yeah. They did yeah, the study from that that Serena match that she lost. Uh, over five million viewers saw her last match, and that's the most ever viewership to see a tennis match. They said that's the all-time record for uh, viewing tennis matches. And then they they spoke to her this week. She's not sure if she's completely retired. <laughs> that's interesting. So well, she, she, she better might, is she might, maybe she's taking a little rest. Better have just retired. Yeah, yep. maybe he's got another baby or so. Okay. I don't know. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, how do you she say her name? Inger Swiatek. 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 Yeah, she's she Polish, was number Polish one, yeah. and she yeah. proved yeah. it to be number one, winning the right. women's. Yeah. And uh, Carlos Alcaraz, who we talked about him a few months ago. We talked about Carlos Alvarez, if you remember, or keeping notes on this show. And uh, as he wins his first Grand Slam um, 
Yeah. Anybody, wow. anybody have last last words about the uh, U.S. Open? Anybody? Well, there was, there was there were a couple of really exciting uh, the quarterfinals and the semifinals. That yeah. match between Alcaraz and um, Sinner was unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I finally turned it off because I just couldn't stay up. But he would, you know, yeah. they were just going at it. I couldn't right. believe it. And, and Roger Federer today announced he's finally yeah. retired. Forty-one. <laughs> Hey, he's going to play one more. He's going to play one more match. I one think, more match, but not a oh, Grand Slam. And he's oh, going to okay. fade into he's the sunset and mm. uh, take his twenty Grand Slam titles with him. Milton, you wanted to say something? Oh, I just heard the hamburgers were good. <laughs> <laughs> the hamburgers at the U.S. Open. How, how much were they? How much were they? Twenty-five dollars for hamburger. Medium rare. Medium rare. <laughs> Yeah. How many how many five set matches did Alcaraz play? Like three in a row? Yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's a young, young stud. Was he 20 Born. years old? 19. Yeah, 19. Yeah. By the way, Jay, Jay, just raise your hand there, Jay. Jay is uh, uh, from the MRJ. Yep. I was inviting him to our to our shows. I thank you for coming, Jay. And uh, he's the president of the uh, yeah. of the Long Island, Long Island. Uh, chapter. Thanks What's up, Jay? Thanks for always having me. Usually I am uh, usually got other, other things going. It's a tough time for me. Okay. Unfortunately, this week I have COVID, which means I'm stuck home. Oh. So. That's oh. why you're on. You have COVID. I'm, oh, almost, be I'm almost better. Home. I'm almost better. But, okay. um, Good to hear but that. the one comment I wanted to make on the Open is that that match that Serena lost, that was the longest match in her career. Oh, really? really? There you go. It was Save kind of the just longest for the last. Well, usually she wins so quickly, you know. It's, right, you know, right, that's right. True. You know, that she, last game, I don't know how long it matches. took, but it was definitely double digits yeah. in minutes. Mm. <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. Let's move on. Uh, I know some of you uh, contacted me during the week and said, you're going to talk about the baseball rule changes. And we want to talk about the baseball mm. rule changes. I want to hear your yeah. comments on the different rule changes. Okay? So, Larry, you want to start us off and say something? Well, uh, I go as far as uh, 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 banning the, uh, the the defensive shift. I agree, Larry. And all, yeah. and I also uh, uh, think the the larger base is a good idea. But I'm against changing the the pitcher's clock uh, to have the pitcher's clock. I think that changes the character of the game. I'm not sure it's going to do that much. Um, so that's my take on it. Okay. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy watching the batters play with their uh, <laughs> to get into the thing. You know, that's really right. Takes right. A lot. It's going to be taken away. All those little. Uh, Who that? Yeah. Uh, Stephen. I, I think I'm old school. I'm I'm against the change in the shift. If the batters can't adjust to it, that's tough on them. They're, I they're, agree. They're outlawing the shift because they. Uh, they want more runs scored and they want yeah. more home runs and everything, but it's, it's ridiculous. You know, I agree. It's just the, the batter's incompetency. Right. Right. Just like uh, uh, before these shifts and there was an occasional shift every now and then you yeah. had William shift. Sure. You know, they had, they had it years ago um, and they showed the numbers on how many, shifts have been done i don't know who kept track of this 
but obviously someone did. Like, like five, six years ago, there was a number in the hundreds. Then the number went to the thousands. And then now it's like 5,000 shifts this year in baseball. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm for the shift. I believe that you have, you're in fair territory. You could, I believe you could position your players any way you want on the field. That's my, that's right. my yes. thing. I, I really resent them saying, first of all, you, you can't have the uh, extra fielder on the, on the other side of the base. And you got to be, your feet got to be on the dirt. I, 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 don't like it. Don't like it. The clock, I don't like either. The bases is fine. The throwing over to first base, no more than two times. Also, <laughs> a, a BS rule. I don't, if you throw it a third time, you better get him or it's a balk. I, I don't like these rules at all. I don't like them. Michael. I, I feel that a ground ball between first and second to right field and whoever's standing there throws the guy out of first. It makes the game so boring. You know, right, that's, I agree. That's, that's, what, that's what the problem is. The, the answer I, is as obvious as can be. Uh, train the ball players to start bunting again. Right. And then you'll see. That'll be the best way to get rid of the shift. More bunting. But that's not happening. And that's a very stupid aspect of baseball. And the other thing that I find very, very annoying in baseball and boring is that gosh darn ghost runner. I hate that. Yeah. I didn't I, mention I, that. Gone, Mike. Next year, it's gone. You next year, it's gone? Yeah. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. I think it's gone next year. Yeah, all right. That's what I say. But you see, they had an interview with Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman is like one of the best players in baseball. Would you put him in the yeah. top five or six? Right yep. Now? Absolutely. And you, you notice how he swings? They don't shift for him because he hits the ball all over right. the field. He's, right? he's, he's a natural hitter. But a not natural hitter. Is. And these players should take advantage. Forget the bunting. Learn how to hit the ball to the other field. And they won't shift as much on you. That's true. All right, Milton. Yeah, don't you think that playing in college before, and before you get to the major leagues that every hitter is capable of hitting to the opposite field? Not Joey any, Gallo. Every, look, I used to play <laughs> softball, baseball. Anybody, it's, it was easy to hit to the opposite field. I batted left-handed. I could hit, I could hit to left field. I just... I don't see the difficulty. I just think they're stubborn, but they won't change. Not everybody. I don't know. I don't know. Can't unless, unless they're told not to not to tamper with your swing. Unless they're told. <laughs> pull the ball. Pull the ball. You'll hit more home runs. Pull the ball. Right. Okay, I'll pull the ball. Mark, oh. you played ba you played baseball at Adelphi. Yes, sir. You could hit. To, was it that hard to hit to the opposite field? Just shift your feet. They swung late. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't catch that with a fastball. Look at look at Judge and and all the balls he hits the right field. Right. Yeah. And, right? and Torres. And Stan, all Stan's home runs are going to right field. <laughs> and Torres is hitting to right field lately. Yeah. 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 All right, Joe, and then uh, yeah. I just you you, you briefly mentioned the uh, you can't throw over more than two times now, correct? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's a, I think that's a terrible rule. It's, yeah, it is a terrible rule. We all agree on that. They're one. so terrible. concerned about speeding the game up, they're ruining the game. Yeah, 
It's terrible. It takes away. It takes away so much of the uh, of the game. Mm-hmm. The cat and mouse game between the between the pitcher and the runner. How can you do that? True. And the other, I just wanted to say one other thing about. It. I think a lot of guys, everybody, everybody looks at metrics now, and the guys that hit the ball in the air and pull the ball are the ones who make. You know, they feel that they 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 do the best, and they make the and they make the most. Uh, they make the most hits, and that's why I think that's one of the reasons that the players refuse to. Uh, to switch. Fred, you know, we were talking the other day. Fred was in my car. We were talking yeah. the other day. On the on the um the panel who made the decision, there was what there was like four. Ex- ball, ball current ball players four, now. Four four ball players. Whit Merrifield and I forget the other three. And the other they all voted, voted against us. And the other and the other people on the panel were the, the six the six from the uh appointed by the commissioner and there was one from the umpires. I don't know who the I don't know how the umpire voted, but but the, but all the six who were appointed by the commissioner voted in favor of these. And the ball players all voted yeah. no. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm not sure what the um, the umpire representative did. Right. Terrible. Gerald? I'm a baseball traditionalist against all of these rule changes, even the DH, and I'm in Steve's camp. When it comes to the shift, I've, I've said this numerous times, if the great Ted Williams was able to hit through that shift and had to, then everybody has to. Maybe they just want these younger kids getting involved in baseball. Maybe there's more kids it's getting involved. It's all about involved. the money and economics and preservation. Yeah, yeah. You know what? When you, go, when you go to a game, do you really want it to be over in two hours? If you're there no. with your family. Well, you talk to me, I'm gone by the seventh. But, but, you, but, you, <laughs> but you don't necessarily want it four hours either. <laughs> That's the thing that takes a long time. Uh, Steven and Larry. What happens happens if a pitcher throws over twice and doesn't get the runner? He can, like, take a 30-foot lead. That's right. Well, then they try to pick him up, and they put him in. The catcher could try to pick him off, maybe. Steve, the catcher. No. Not mentioned. No, I think he can can throw over the third time, but but if you don't pick him off, it's a ball. Right, but the catcher. catcher They didn't mention the catcher at all. Yeah, I didn't see anything about the catcher in there. No, no. Uh, Larry? We mustn't lose sight that uh, the attendance for uh, for MLB games between 2016 and 19 was down 7%, and it's been down ever since. And so this is an attempt, some of this is an attempt to get more action in the game I don't agree necessarily by cutting the time, but the, look, when they when they lowered the mound in 1969, were you guys against them, against doing that? Yes. To try to get more hitting? I know Gerald was. What? How about anybody else? I wasn't. They tried to get more hitting into the game. This is a real yeah. balancing they act. Did. They did. How come nobody talks about, like, in football, you have, like, what does the game take? Maybe over, over three hours? And there's somebody did a study. How many, there's like maybe a half hour at the most of, of action in a football no, game. No, Fred, it's 11 I, minutes. I heard is it really that long? Is it really that long? Right. Yeah, 11 minutes. Fred, it's just watch the red action. zone. Just watch the red zone. There's no, I, I do. I, I do that sometimes. I, I mean, when I'm not watching my Take a stopwatch one day and say, I'm going to sit by this game the whole time and just put the stopwatch on. Every The ball's high. 
Yeah, tackled, stop it, then continue. If Milton, I've done that. Watch the Reds on when the, when the Giants aren't playing on a Sunday. I could sit there for Allen. The red zone is great. Great. Very great. Very good. Especially well, when they go to the box. Michael yeah, and Jay. Michael yeah, and I, Jay. I feel, I feel if you enjoy your baseball, you enjoy your baseball. And I'm from the old school. I like to sit there and watch the baseball game. If the Yankees are winning, I like it even more. <laughs> and, and unlike some fans, I like to listen to both, both New York, New Yorks. So I played the first time. And then the second time I leave. So I stand there and I do a little uh, like the can-can in my seat on my feet. And then when they play the second one, I go to the bathroom. And that's how I follow my baseball. <clears throat> now, instead of all these rules change, right? I think most of them are stupid and annoying and, and, and change the way I enjoy baseball. They have to think of some better way to market the sport. It's marketing more than anything else. Football is incredible, though, where they advertise, yeah. they market, they talk about the betting. They have so many different ways to make football interesting. I think they're doing it a little bit more with the hockey. Uh, basketball, even even basketball, baseball is going in the wrong direction. And also, they sound desperate. And also, you don't like to follow a sport that sounds desperate to try to make themselves better. And I, I don't like the rules changes. I like the old school. I could sit through a 16-inning game if it's... Uh, I, I just like being in a yeah. ballpark. You know, that's how I feel. So that's my opinion. All right, Jay. When right. both of your teams are losing, go listen okay. and play your records. So, All right, so Jay, I, Jay. All right I'll try. So okay. I think I'm generally against most of the rule changes. I mean, the bases is size of the bases is no big deal. Um, it would be a good subject for somebody to research and do a presentation on at an upcoming meeting about we Willie Keeler. Uh, hit them where they ain't. All right. And he, uh, he, I'm sure you all have heard of him, right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. So that'll be do that. all right. So not, nobody's not, taught to hit that. They pay me for what I do. Right, I'm, I'm not finished though. So nobody's um, taught to hit that way. Yeah. The um, and I think what this also shows is that we've seen, and it's been pretty obvious that there's been a decline in overall decline in pitching over time. Uh, what this I think confirms is that there's been an equal decline in in hitting ability. Not as many people who are really good hitters are, or the people who are getting to the big leagues are not good hitters the way you know people used to be uh last point which i have not heard anybody talk about what no one has there's i think there's going to be an unintended consequence of the one of the rules the rule about you know both sides of the infield and both feet on the dirt what that's going to do to a bunt situation no one has talked about that and that's like serious you know where guys would come in on a bunt you can't do that you won't be able to do that anymore you're your first baseman you keith hernandez cannot could we not be able to play anymore? Or he'd be able to play, but he wouldn't be half as good. You mean no, I think mean their feet can't be on the outfield grass. Yeah, I, I don't no, think they no, the come in. It says feet on the dirt. It didn't say I, infield. I, I think they mean on the outfield. I, I, I think they, they I said think you're feet right. on the dirt. They didn't say not on the grass. They said feet I, I on think, the dirt. I think you're right, Jay. It said feet on feet on the dirt. So so that means then you can't play it on a bunt. And I've not heard anyone talk about that, no. complain about that. I don't think that's right. But you know what? They said, and I re heard this way, is that, yeah, my feet are on the, on the dirt. <laughs> and when the ball is being pitched, I'm moving out to the grass. Well, that's okay. You can do that. But still, I'm moving I'm, out. And the ball wasn't hit. But I'm, I'm starting on the dirt. Here's the pitch, and now I'm in. I'm moving out to the grass. Okay. They say that's okay. 
Mm-hmm. But you can't have that situation where your first baseman is, you know, almost even with the pitcher anymore. We have to, to find out. To block off, a, to, to cut off a bunt. Okay, we'll check that out. All right, Joe. No, I just want to say one thing, going back to what Michael was talking about with football. Football has a built-in advantage in that you only play 17 games. So Once a week, that's right. Each game yeah, so if you got it, or if you have it, so if you have it, you know, if you've got two teams playing who are both fighting for a playoff spot, you know, it's a built-in advantage. Baseball is a slow accretion of games over a much longer period of time, and each individual game is just not going to be as interesting or as important, although it really all matters, but it's just a different feeling. Okay. Fred? And also, baseball and football are both, like, reactive games. Nothing happens until the pitcher pitches or the ball is snapped and but Joe's point is, is, is very taken. You, you play once a week. It's like, you know, it magnifies the importance yep. of each game. I mean, I mean, yes, in baseball, all games matter. I mean, you, you could win a pennant in April and, and, you know, even though people say you can't, but you can. But, <laughs> but it's, it's the game itself is people are, people are impatient. They, they don't want to be sit there for four hours. I mean, I, I know myself, for example, I, I know if I'm going to watch an, the Knicks or an NBA game, that, that I'm gonna be I'm gonna be done in maybe two hours and fifteen minutes, two and a half hours. I said, well, if I go and watch a baseball game, I have no idea. Am I gonna be there for two and a half hours, or am I gonna be there in a two-one game that's gonna take almost four hours? Take they, a nap, they, they, they made it kid friendly. Like, they have all those different restaurants, all those different games for the kids. I, you could walk I mean, around the stadium and still watch the game. I, I mean, I mean, sitting at home, me. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I'm. Met fan, but I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I I I, I consider my couch here, and because I have the MLB League Pass, the Met game or Yankee game is lousy. I can I can tune into seven other games, and I don't know if other people have that now. And that's why I don't go to games. Plus, maybe the cost is higher. I I, I only go to the game if I get a free ticket. Gerald, Joe, I agree with you. The football season is very short, but I cannot see myself suffering through 17 jet games. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> uh, I've had to suffer for the Giants, but this is going to be different. Did any of you, I'm going to move on. Uh, but th- those rules are going to start in spring training. Oh, by the way, Mark, can I just say one more thing? Yeah. Has anybody heard, this is a few months ago, and I don't know if it's, Bobby Valentine had the idea, which bring more strategy for the managers. He says, you should limit the number of shifts per game to 12. And the manager would have to strategize when he would use the shift. Yeah, too much. That, that would be better. No, no. I don't like that. You know, I, I don't like this. Like, uh, not a bad compromise. Should, should I challenge yeah. now or hold my challenge for later? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not a bad compromise. When you, you, no, you use not. the shift in the first inning. Or, you know, who's who's yeah. going to keep track of the 12? Who's going to keep scoring the 12? Same way same on the scoreboard. Same way to keep track of the visits to the pitcher's mound. The umpires do that. Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that really. Either. All right. Did any of you guys watch the uh, the tribute to uh, Derek Jeter last? Uh, what was it? Saturday? Yes. Friday? Friday yeah. night? Friday night? Uh, no, it was yeah. on Amazon Prime. I don't have that. Yeah. No, they they had that on regular. Uh, it was on. Yes. It was oh, on. Well, yes. Yeah. They had the I'm presentation. I saw the replay of it. Yeah. That was his Hall of Fame tribute. <clears throat> the Yankees giving him a tribute for being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And that was his first appearance at Yankee Stadium since May of 2017. Wow. Wow. 
Uh, That's when they retired his number uh, back in May of 2017. There was a big crowd, comments, big crowd. His buddies, uh, Posada, Martinez, Pettit, uh, Mariana Rivera, Joe Torre were all there. No Bernie. Bernie was not there. Wonder why. Bernie had had an engagement in Florida. Okay. His kids were there. His wife was there. I don't think we've ever seen his wife and kids. At least I haven't. And, and they brought him in. Uh, there was a nice, uh, nice, they brought him in from center field on the, on the golf cart. Um, they had a video tribute uh, hosted by Billy Crystal. I thought it was pretty mm. good. His speech was really nice, short. Uh, but he says he misses New York City and he'll be back more often. Right. Let's wait and see. <laughs> Maybe that's why he didn't play in the um, old timers game. He, he wanted this tribute to be take done first. No, at, at that time he said his family was dealing with some COVID issues. Oh, okay. we can he, say what he wants to say. All right. So Albert Pujols. Move on to Albert Pujols. Yeah. A fabulous story. Uh, right. I don't, is anyone on the panel here who would not want him to, to get his seven uh, hundredth? Uh, home run. Um, he's three away from getting even yeah, 697. He passed A Rod. That's good. I think, which I think a lot of you <laughs> have before. That's good. Uh, did you hear when he hit his 697? The fan who caught it was a Pittsburgh fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name was Samantha Brown. And uh, supposedly you give the balls back to the uh, the ball player. She says she told Albert. It was a one-year anniversary of her father's passing. So he said, mm. keep it. it. means more to you than to me. Wow. That was mm. really, really nice. So let's hope he can get the uh, three more. What are they going to yep. have? 20 games left or so? Yep. What do you have there, uh, Gerald? What's more remarkable about Pujols is that about a year and a half ago, Michael Kay on its program said every – Baseball executive knows that Albert Pujols is really 46 years old. So he's probably, if that's the case, he's probably 47, 48 years old and he's hitting home runs. That's pretty good. Pretty good. And let me tell you, do you think he ever took anything? <laughs> no, I won't he's, awfully, he's awfully big. He was older. He didn't look I, like he, he wasn't really old that big. Maybe he's getting that big because he's getting older. I don't know. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Never suspicious, but I'm suspicious. Okay. Suspicious uh, minds. Yeah. Uh, Mike Trout was going for that eight home runs in eight games and he fell short. Yeah. You guys know the other three guys who hit the eight home runs? Long, Mattingly. Long, Mattingly. Mattingly and uh, uh, Griffey Jr. Griffey? Yeah. There yeah. you go. The Mets are still holding on to first place because the yeah, Braves yeah. are not doing not so well long. right now. Not yeah, Braves, Braves have lost four in their last five. Yeah, they're holding on by a half game. And uh, who knows what's going to happen. Uh, they say it's always good to – what's the first the, – the two best records? Or the, the two How does that go in the playoffs this year? Does anyone know what's going on? What's that? I thought only the I yeah. thought only the best the, team the, get the, the team with the, the best three divisions, two, three divisions right the first two get buys four divisions three divisions no it's like this right, the third, right. first two get buys the third division winner plays the the third wild card so it's like three and six the seed they've seeded three 
The third wild card seeded six. The first wild card is seeded four. The second wild card is seeded five. So they play in the first round. Three out of so, five or two out of three? No, no, it's two out of three with all games being in this in the highest seed. So like the, the NL AL Central is going to finish third. Whoever wins the Central, they'll Cleveland. play all Cleveland. Yeah, right. Probably Cleveland. They'll play Toronto. Or the, the last wild card, right? whoever it is, Seattle. But the all games, will be, all games will be in Cleveland. Oh. But somebody was saying in the National League, are you better off finishing in the worst wild card? Because if you're four and five, the winner of that's going to play the Dodgers. If you're six and you win, you'll play the third wild card, which will probably be the Cardinals. So, so, but if you, so four and five, even though you finish higher seed, you might have a disadvantage because you're playing the Dodgers. If the, if the sixth seed beats the third seed, because, because they're not going to reseed after the first round. Mm, like mm. brackets like the NBA does and the NCAA does. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's confusing, but that's... It's confusing. Michael? I have a question. It appears that Met fan friends of mine, they don't particularly love Pete Alonso. I know as a Yankee fan, I love Aaron Judge. Is it true that Met fans... I love Pete Alonso. I want him to be the captain. I want him to be the captain of the team. Yeah. That's He's the de facto captain, if not. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I like Alonzo a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Judge, yeah. 57. Unbelievable. You can put in how many you think he'll hit. Will he, will he, hit, will he hit any more? <laughs> like, oh, I think so. Will he stop at 57? Yeah. What no. did Hank Greenberg have? Hank Greenberg. 58. 58. 58. And they said that he has 20 or more home runs than the next person in baseball. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, ne- yeah. last time it happened was when Babe Ruth played. Yeah. Right. That's pretty cool. How about, how about the remark that Judge says he considers Barry Bonds' record the real record yeah. and not Maris? Is that no, a no, no. Yeah. No. Well, they, everyone's saying Maris's record is the American League record. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Bonds and Sosa—they're all national leagues. Yeah. That's one way of looking at but it. But yeah. is there really two leagues? Again, we just discussed this before. Is there really they're playing everybody? That's is true. There, now, should, they should not play. be leagues. Into league play. Distinguish American yeah. national, Even especially next year. There, everybody's playing everybody. Yeah. Something That's crazy. Else they got to talk about what's going I don't on. I like that. I wish they didn't have into league play. Gerald. Yeah. yeah. Gerald. <laughs> I know there are very few games left until the Yankees hit the 154-game mark, but if somehow Judge hits 62 home runs within 154 games, in my view, he will be the greatest home run hitter in a single season ever. Jerry, it's so nice to the Yankees these days. What's going I'm on? I'm just being objective, Mike. No, I'm just, so I just can't help noticing it. Tonight in, the, in City Field, the games at City Field, they're going to... 11 uh, more games to 154, Jerry. Tonight okay, in City Field, you. the Mets are playing the Pirates, right. and they're honoring Roberto Clemente, if you did not mm. know. I think both teams are going to be wearing 21, like they do. By the way, if anybody's right. looking for that game tonight, it's not on SNY. It's only on Fox. It's on Fox. Oh, oh God. That's right. Yeah. So... Uh, they, they would love to have a, a Roberto Clemente day every year that every team wears the 21 like they do for Jackie Robinson. What do you think about that? I'm um, for that, yeah. 
They say to Latinos, uh, uh, Roberto Clemente is like what the, the African Americans fought to war. Uh, Probably was not good. Jackie Robinson. Admit. I don't know. Comments, whatever. Do you know there, uh, there was a school? I wanted to talk about this last week. There was a ribbon cutting ceremony last week in East Elmhurst for a brand new oh, school named Tommy after Tommy Agee. Wow. Did you guys hear about that? Yes. No. It's called the Tommy L. Agee Educational Campus in East Elmhurst. Ooh. Mayor Adams, borough president, I didn't even know it was Donovan Richards, Cleon mm -hmm. Jones, Agee's, Agee's widow, his daughter or in attendance. The school's location is noted since it was the previously a nightclub and restaurant that A.G. ran with his wife in East Right, that's fun. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Good for Tommy A.G. And a couple a more. A lovable baseball. ball player. A very lovable ball player. What yeah, can I tell you? yeah, yeah. The ball player, Edwin <laughs> Jackson, finally retired after 17 seasons and playing with 14 different teams. Edwin Jackson, uh, if you remember him. Okay. Tony LaRusso wants to come back, but he has a pacemaker, so he may not come back as manager of the White Sox. They, they said they, they, they okayed him to watch the games from a suite, and he's waiting to hear word from his doctors if he's, he'll be able to go back on the field. Yeah, there were two deaths in baseball uh, the last couple of weeks. Mark Littell. I remember oh. him. What, what was he famous for, quickly? Chris, Chris Chambliss, the pitcher. Yeah. He was supposed to get the home run to Chambliss, and Howard Cosell went crazy on was yeah. it Channel Seven? I guess seventy six. Yeah. I was dancing in the right in uh, the outfield that game. I was yeah, out there that game. He had heart. He was only sixty nine years old. Heart surgery and complications. Mark Littell is gone at sixty nine. Uh -huh. And then a friend and I were talking about this the other day. Anthony Bavaro, thirty seven yeah. years old. I don't remember. Pitcher, Turn Port Authority cop. Oh yeah, yeah. Was yeah. killed on a New Jersey turnpike. Oh, yes, 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 someone yes, yes. was driving in the wrong direction oh, and yeah. hit, him, hit yeah. him head on. He yeah. was on his way to the 9/11 uh, ceremonies to yeah. work. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He pitched for the Marlins, the Braves, the uh, Red Sox, a relief pitcher. He pitched in 166 uh, games. Yeah, in six seasons, and no one knows him. I never understand. I, I never heard of him. Yeah, I said to Mark, I, I don't remember the name at all. Yeah, I don't remember him either, really. All right. Let's do a little football since we haven't touched football yet. Giants. All right. So the Giants win their game. Lucky they win that game because nah, they missed the field goal. The skill that they won the game. They went for the two to take the lead by one. Right. Those two and then the Titans, uh, the they missed the field goal. Right. And they, they won. And but uh, what's his name? Uh, Barkley was named Player of the Week. Yeah, well, he should be. Had a great game. Yep, great game. Great game. But they're off to one but, and zero. And who they but, playing? Carolina this weekend, right? By the way, am I over optimistic? But can I see? Can you see the Giants going four and zero with their schedule? Carolina this week. No. Wait a minute. Let me. Dallas on Monday night without Dak Prescott at home, and then the Chicago Bears. You think they can go four and zero? Or they may resort the way they thought they're supposed to be and be one and four. One I, said it to, I said it to my son. My son said to me, I'll take two and two. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. See what happens. See what happens. I'm uh, a, I'm totally optimistic. I think they're gonna be four and all. I still don't like right. I still don't like Daniel Jones. We so heard it here. Right. Okay, and the, and the Jets. 
Talk about the Jets earlier. The Jets have lost 13 straight games in it's September. NFL record. <laughs> they the 13th in September. <laughs> you know what's ironic? You know what the last game they won in September was? What was that? Sam Donald's debut against against the Lions on Monday Night <laughs> Football. That's 40, 40. Wow. Remember, he threw an interception the first pass and was saying, what is this guy? And they wound up winning like 48-17 or something like that. Yeah. And how about the Bills last Thursday night? Oh, uh, man. 31 uh, like a juggernaut. the world champions. Uh, they look really good. Uh, yes, tonight's, game, tonight's game has the uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers okay, on yeah. Amazon Prime. Yep. You have to have one. Amazon Prime That's to watch the game tonight. Got it. Breaking. You want to come over, Mark? I have Amazon Prime. I'll be watching <laughs> that game in a couple of hours. I will. Uh, I didn't do so good on my fantasy team. I lost. But I have a good team. <laughs> um, Lamar Jackson, he's doing what um, uh, Aaron Judge is doing. He did not take the mm-hmm. extension. He rejected $250 million. So he, he's betting on himself to have a super year and be a free agent next year. Lamar Jackson. Hmm, interesting, huh? Okay. No comments. Uh, what else? How about Notre Dame losing to Marshall? Whoa. <laughs> How about Texas A&M losing to Appalachian State? That's right. Well, Appalachian <laughs> State showed some, showed some uh, points of their first game. Remember, they, uh, they still lost that game. But how many would they play the first game? North Carolina State, nope. maybe. Yeah, yes. and and, and Nebraska and Nebraska losing to Georgia Southern and firing the coach. They fired the coach, Scotty Frost, who was like a, right. a hero. A hero, college, right? right? When he came back, he said, well, "This is the guy who's going to bring Nebraska back to prominence." Ex quarterback. Bye bye, Scotty Frost. Sixteen and thirty three. Army loses to UTSA. What school University is that? University of Texas. University of Texas at San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah. Can't beat you on that one. Yeah. All right, Fred. Where's yeah, Stonehill College? Massachusetts. No, yeah. I have Eastern Pennsylvania. I think they're in Massachusetts. I think you're right. Eastern right. Pennsylvania is Lafayette. And about Swan- Catholic Swan- University. Swan- Where? Catholic D. University. Washington, D.C. D. How about, G- how about Gannon? Gannon outside, outside of Pittsburgh. You're right. I had, a of, I had a friend of mine who got a, who went Played basketball for him. Never heard of Where is Millersville University? Pennsylvania, <laughs> Millersville State. Where's Whitewater University? Wisconsin, Whitewater, Wisconsin. Where's Bowie yeah. State? Maryland, Bowie, yeah. written near Bowie Racetrack. And where is Saginaw Valley State? Oh, Michigan, Saginaw, Michigan. Michigan. You know the song. What uh, do they say in uh, Jeopardy? Uh, you ran the category. No, Saginaw, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know the song. Um, I the put Paul Simon Garfunkel would all gone to look for America. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Any basketball news other than the uh, Las Vegas Aces? Uh, I'll just say one thing about basketball up. and hockey. Training camp is starting soon. That's my report. How come I don't get a sponsor for that? College cities. Well, I'm going to give you one because Ron, Ron AWOLD <laughs> us. <laughs> All that stuff. All right. Why don't we do some trivia questions in the remaining time we have? Everyone loves to ask us questions and see how stupid we are. <laughs> all right. Uh, why don't we go with, uh, all right, uh, Gerald, then Stephen, then Fred. Yeah. When the athletics were playing in Philadelphia, 
they had three managers. Name the three managers. Connie, Connie Mack. Connie Mack. Forever. Connie Mack. Connie Mack. And I can't Connie remember. Mack. And I can't remember. The other two were Jimmy Dykes and mm. Eddie Yost with the J. That's the oh, Dutch yeah. way of pronouncing it. Okay, with Philadelphia, I remember Eddie Yost with Washington Senators. It's Yost. Yeah. But he you know, was, Eddie, you, know, Eddie you know Eddie Yost was from Queens? That was Yost with a Y. He was yeah. he, right, right. Oh, the one that was uh, he was uh, he was manager in 1954. No, he was Eddie, a wait, was he a player manager? Can no, be a player manager? No, no, I don't think he was. No, because he was playing. Eddie Yost was playing baseball in in the in the mid 50s, 60s. Yeah, but Yost, Y O S T, third base. Yeah, and his son was a, ba a manager also, Ned, right? But the, Ned, Ned Yost, I think his son. I think, I think it's Ned Yost. Yost. J-O-O-S-T. Oh, no, Y-O-S-T. No, no, listen. The manager, yeah. the last uh, manager for the athletics in Philadelphia was Eddie or Ed Yost. J-O-O-S-T. Different guy. Oh, so different guy. All right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Number one. Number one. Go ahead. All right. Good. Go ahead there, Stephen. I got some uh, home run questions. On Roger Maris's 61st home run, who pitched and who caught the ball? Tracy Stallard. Now it's Sal Durante. Sal Durante. Another one? Yeah, on um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Bob, uh, Bobby Thompson's home run. Who scored besides him? It was a three run homer. Yeah, I know. Was it Don Mueller? No, he hurt his leg sliding into Lockman. They oh, put in the oh, front of oh, him. Whitey Lockton? Lock no. Irwin? Irvin. Irvin. Bonnie no. Irwin? No. no. Mays was on deck, Thompson? right? No. no. Alvin Dark? Alvin Dark was one. And the other one was the pinch runner that they put in for uh, uh, Mueller because he slid into second uh, and hurt his leg. What was the guy's name? Clint Hartug. Uh, oh, wow. Which I never would think they put him in as a pinch runner, but they did. Okay. Very good. Who else? Fred? Okay. And what does Jacob DeGrom need to do in his next start to set a major league record? Double digit strikeouts? Oh no. no. Give up less than two runs? You, you're on the right track. Give up less than three runs. Right now, he's tied with somebody I never heard of. The 1913 14, Ted oh, wow. name is, is Scott. I think his name is Ted Scott. And it's interesting. He's got, they both got 39. You know who has 38 in a row? You, you, you'll know the name. It's Ray Washburn. Remember the picture for the Cardinals? Mm, sure. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. So this will be his 40, 40th start. DeGrom gave up three runs, I think, the other night. He almost, yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. 40, 40, 40 consecutive starts start. of three runs or less would be a major wow. league record. Right. Wow. wow. Right now he's tied. And I wonder how many runs the Mets gave him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what his record is in this 39 game. You know, how many runs? I don't, that I don't know. It'd be great. He does win more than nine or 10 games a year anyway, even though yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. All right, Michael. Here's an interesting one. Name the last major league player to hit 50 home runs prior to the steroid era. <laughs> hmm. Albert Bell? No. <laughs> George Forster. George Foster is the right answer. That's right. Wow. Very good. Very good. 
What, wow. What, yeah. When do, when do we st- consider the start of the steroid era? 1977. Who the hell knows? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> then the, after the 50, he became a Met afterwards, right? Yeah. 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 Became a Met. Another, just another bitter disappointment. Yeah. 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 I have one. Uh, defensive yeah. players who won the MVP at Super Bowls. There's a few of them. Chuck Halley. Yeah. Chuck Halley's won. And he, and he, he won it for a losing team, too, I think. Right. Yeah. Who else? Um, There's a few. Lawrence ones. Taylor? No. Oh, I just, the guy that made the interceptions for Dallas. Yeah, Brown was his name. Larry Brown. Larry Brown. Larry Brown. There's a few yeah, more. When you, said, when you said the interceptions. And brought yeah. back oh, this one was for the Bears, defensive end. Oh, Perry? Um, Doug, Doug Atkins? Dent. Richard, Richard, no, Brad, not Richard, Richard Dent. Oh, Dent. Uh, how about the uh, middle linebacker for the um, Packers? The Ravens. Oh, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. The murderer, right? Yeah. Uh, Denver linebacker. Oh, Mildenberg. Oh, Von Miller. Von Miller. Von Miller. There's also Malcolm Smith for Seattle. I also oh, yeah. have. Uh, they had Harvey uh, Martin and Randy Martin White Dallas. for Super Bowl. Then they had a question, real quick. Two teams have lost five Super Bowls. Minnesota, Buffalo, and Buffalo's only had four. I think. Four, only four. Number okay. Yeah. Minnesota, I think. No. The Patriots. The Patriots. The Patriots is one. Oh, really? And the Broncos is the other. Wow. Maybe Minnesota. Yeah. Good question. All right. A few more questions. Uh, Gerald? Which 1955 Pittsburgh Pirate pitcher became the first pitcher in Major League history to throw for the cycle in his first Major League inning? What did he do? What? He threw for the cycle. What's the cycle? In, in his oh, first he major hit? league, no, he gave, so he gave up a single, double, triple home run. Double, right, right, not necessarily in that order, but a single, double, triple home run. Huh. Brendan Law, no. Bob Friend, no. Bob Perky, no. <laughs> Al, McBe- Al McBean, Al no. McBean. Uh, Fifty-five, you said. Bob Beal, fifty-five. Bob Beal, Harvey Haddix. No, this guy had a very short career. Oh, he was out of baseball and then he came back, but it's not a common name. Which I tell you guys, I'll what, give you what, what's the initials, real quick? Tom, Tom, Butter. A, A, G, as in George, A, G, A, G, yes, A-G. Uh, what's his name? For Tom? Al Grunwald, never heard. Did you hear about a guy? I don't know the guy's name, but he did it a few weeks ago in the minor leagues, hit four home runs in a game. Solos, man on first, man on, uh, you know, one of every kind. Wow. wow. <laughs> What's his name? What low name? Minus. You know his name? I don't remember. It was, it was like low minus or something. Which one? It was 10 RBI spread. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Very good. It was, it was a small. Right, uh, Michael, got to speed up here. I'm the only NFL player in uh, football history, in uh, NFL history. With multiple career games, at least three touchdown passes and a hundred yards rushing. Receiving? Is receiving or passing? 
No, he's a quarterback. Oh, okay. Cam, Cam Newton? No. Douglas? I'll give you a hint. His name was mentioned earlier in the podcast. Lamar oh, Jackson. Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, right. What's your phone, Phil? Cam! <laughs> Anybody else got a question? All right. Uh, Gerald? In June 1950, which team set a record for the most lopsided win in the MLB history? Which Cardinals? No, the Phillies or the A's? One of those. No. Teams. I don't understand the question. Say again. In, in June 1950, 50. which team? Which team set a record for the most lopsided win in MLB history? Yankees. No. Um, Milwaukee Braves. No. No. Phillies. Phillies. Whiskers. No. no. We're well, running out of teams. Reds. <laughs> no. All right, I'll give it. Boston Red, so- Boston Red Sox beat the Browns 29 to 4 and had seven home runs and nine doubles. Wow. Seven home runs. Wow. Again. All right. Michael. They were on the losing Michael, end. Michael, let's do it. Michael, let's okay. do it. Michael. This guy holds the record for playing on the most Stanley Cup champions. He's won 11 times in his career during his 20 years. With the Canadians from 1955-1956, from 1974-1975, he never played more than four consecutive seasons without earning a Stanley Cup. Hmm. Elevo, Richard. Who said that? Maurice Richard. Elevo. Rocket Richard. Elevo. No, Richard. Richard. Maurice Richard. Maurice Richard. The rocket. Not Richard. Not the pocket rocket. The pocket rocket. All right, uh, just do it. Got a question? Just do it. Yeah, the, which Major League Baseball pitcher has the most all-time uh, pick, uh, not all-time in a, in a season, in the number of pickoffs as a pitcher? Mm. Was it uh, Pettit? In a year, in, a, in just one Was season. It, uh, Whitey Ford? Pettit? No, Jerry Garvin. For really? The, uh, Toronto Blue Jays. I, I know him, but I didn't realize how that record. How many? So he's he's long gone. He's alive, but he has a family and he has a record. How, how many how right? many times still did he pick someone? Twenty three. Twenty three. Uh, wow. Pickles. Wow. It's better. Right. Nobody's heard of you anymore. It's kind of sad. Mm. Yeah, it's you know? yeah. Anybody else have a question? I have a question. It's not really trivia. And yeah, excuse me, but and this you probably talked about this already. But so when, when Kevin. And we can do a show of hands because I, I never figured out the answer. When Kevin Durant asked the Nets to, to trade him, was it because they didn't sign Kyrie Irving to a five-year deal or because they couldn't trade him at all? Because he was in a bad mood, that's why. Because <laughs> he could because he's Kevin Durant. That's right. Yeah. That's right. There is no, was, uh, no answer. <laughs> Fred had his hand up. I don't hear. No, I don't. I was just curious because it made no sense to me. Made no sense. I couldn't figure out which way he was blowing on that one. I don't know. He doesn't talk to the press. Yeah. Doesn't talk. Doesn't talk. Can you think of his voice in your head right now? (laughs) I've heard him speak. I don't know how he sounds. I've heard him speak more. He doesn't speak positively all the time. Okay. Anybody else have a question? All right, Fred, you got one right. more to go. 
Okay. When I mentioned Don Kessinger before as a player manager, what other athletic feat in his career, not necessarily his baseball career, but another sport was he known for? Don Kessinger? Yeah, another sport. Yeah. Yes. Necessarily yeah. professionally. An announcer? No. Nah. No. He didn't play hockey. Holy. No. Holy. But he did play another sport. Archery. Yeah. No. Basketball. Right. He, he, played basketball? He, he was an All-American basketball player, University oh. of Mississippi. University of Mississippi. Okay. I guess before my time. I don't know. I didn't know that. Okay. Or maybe you weren't following Mississippi basketball. Maybe, maybe, maybe. All right, get last question, uh, Michael. All right. What baseball player is also a great bowler? Oh, uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, Burkett. John Burkett. No, the... Uh, uh, Mookie, oh, Mickey Betts. Betts. Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. There's another guy in picture. Mookie Betts. Betts. Was also okay. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right, boys. I want to thank you for uh, joining us this week. Uh, it was fun. Fun conversation. Heavy on the baseball. Heavy on the baseball. That's cool. We like the conversations. We like your opinions. It's great. I hope Very you had a great time. Uh, and uh, we'll catch you all out there next week. Same time, same station. And have a great week. Be good, guys. You too. You too, Mark. Good night, everybody. Thank you, guys. I'll Stay see you safe, in school, everyone. Jerry. Take care. Bye-bye. I'll see you, Mike.